This is Betsy Beers again. I'm the executive producer of Scandal, and this is our phenomenal podcast, which hopefully you're listening to right now, which clearly you're listening to right now if you're hearing me. And this is Scandal Revealed, and we have the most exciting possible guest in the history of the universe today, in my personal opinion, who's giggling way over there. The most phenomenal actress, Olivia Pope herself, Carrie Washington, is joining us here. And I'm just going to tell you, she's wearing that really amazing... Killer white trench coat. A that toy birch white coat. Oh, it's so with these phenomenal buttons. And I have to say, that was actually last season, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And I remember when we first saw that trench coat, we were so beside ourselves with joy and rapture because <laughs> it was a white trench coat. Yeah. So you were the good guy, but you were wearing a trench coat. Totally. It was so awesome. Yeah, I love the contradictions of, you know, I feel like we've gone with this palette of pale colors and whites and creams and pale grays and pinks and blues, mostly because... So much of the stuff that comes out of Olivia's mouth is stuff that people don't want to hear. That they know it's awful news. So the colors and the fabrics make you feel a little bit more comfortable and cozy. And meanwhile, she's, you know, kicking you out of town. It's very, very true. Although there was, um, and it's either this episode, which we're going to talk about very shortly, which is a phenomenal episode of television, (laughs) which you've just watched, I know. Um, But there's this wonderful scene, actually, where you get um, pulled out of bed. Mm. very early in the morning and you're wearing this super numsky sweater mm-hmm. which I just kind of cried and wept and started to claw at the television set <laughs> with my little sweaty palms when I saw this thing because it's the most amazing take on sleepwear and I'm saying to you America genius idea she's wearing this silky pajama bottoms and this nummy top and then this sweater that looks like honestly you could take care of America's babies in it. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Yeah, it's Olivia's. like pretty, pretty nummy. Yeah, it's. Deli- I think it's Donna Karen. It's a beautiful sweater. It's pretty, pretty gorgeous. Yeah, our costume designer Lynn Paolo is such a genius. Incredibly talented. She's really brilliant, and and the fact that she. You know, I often think, I have to think about my character and what my character is going to wear, but Lynn has to somehow remember everybody's inner life and dress all the characters accordingly and appropriately, and she does it perfectly. Which which is pretty genius. Yeah. Um, so you guys, hopefully, have watched um, episode 202, which is called The Other, the Other Woman, Woman. Um, which was has one of the better... Uh, reveals of a scandalous situation I've seen in a long time, <laughs> which is a rather large, um, large fellow mm-hmm. who seems to have given up the ghost. That's right. On top of a, a lovely lady. Yeah. Who's, who's muffling cries you hear through the door. <laughs> it um, was very disturbing. Which is quite impactful um, and amazing to watch. But it's also, I mean, I think one of the best things about this season, too, is getting back into the Olivia Fitz relationship. Mm-hmm which is such a huge part of this episode, is that dance between Fitz and Olivia who can't see each other, right. but have this amazing connection on the phone. Yeah, I, I I love how often the cases will parallel things that are going on for us at Pope and Associates, and Olivia in particular. And this episode is such a great example because the other woman could be referring to this young woman who's caught under the body of the dead pastor, or it could be referring to be referring to me, mm-hmm. to my character, Olivia mm-hmm. Pope, or it could be my perspective referring to the other woman, the wife. I mean, and I was talking about it with some of the other gals in the cast, and 
Katie Lowe's and, and Darby Stanchfield and I were all saying that at different moments in the episode, we cried for the wives and we cried for the mistresses because you really, what this show does so beautifully is you really do have compassion for everybody's experience and there are no good guys and no bad guys. You just feel for people and how difficult life's choices can be. I think like one of my favorite scenes in the episode, there's there are a ton, so you know, everybody get ready, start knitting, <laughs> yeah. make yourself a sandwich. Yeah. I'll just blather on like I normally do. But I think one of my favorite scenes in the episode is that scene where Melly comforts the Ugh. the pastor's wife who has drugged herself up so she can get through this hideous right, moment right. of press and reporters. Right. And Olivia's standing outside the door and she can hear everything mm-hmm. that Melly is saying. And it was one of those moments when I looked at the pastor's wife, I looked at Melly, I look at Olivia, and you feel totally for each person. Because yeah. Melly comports herself an amazing amount of grace, actually, yes. in that particular situation. Yes. But there's just this amazing dig when she first walks in and she holds her little pregnant belly, mm-hmm. or rather larger, rather <laughs> protruding pregnant belly. Right. Very well costumed by Lynn Paolo again. <laughs> and and also when she asks Olivia to leave, you know, yeah. the way she asks her to leave. I mean, it's justifiable, but it's it's difficult for everyone, for sure, these women who love powerful men. Oh, my God. And I think also one of the favorite things from this episode for us, too, was that great scene on the phone with Fitz where you actually describe the um, in flagrant delecto that you discovered, uh, which is where how, how the preacher actually died, how America's pastor actually died, and the two of you go into this amazing series of giggle fits. You know, it, we were really nervous about that scene because laughter is something that is very difficult to act because laughter is based on surprise and um, and the unexpected. And it's hard to act surprised and to act as if an idea is sort of crossing your mind for the first time. And laughter is this very organic thing. It's this very vocal, physical behavior. It's very physical. So to make it real, I mean, we talked about it a lot and we kind of you know, really helped each other. We both were actually for those phone calls and, and for a lot of the phone calls we do, um, Tony Golden and I will be in the room kind of hiding behind a piece of furniture. <laughs> so <laughs> while one actor is on the phone, usually in the Oval Office, I'm hiding behind the um, the right couch if you're facing <laughs> the desk. I'm like crouched behind the couch Keep saying my lines. <laughs> you may never know where Kerry Washington is crouched in the, in the Oval Office there but also just so people understand a lot of times when actors act they don't act anybody else when they're doing those sorts of things they act in a little bit of a vacuum and one of the great things about this cast and I think you guys all are really there for each other so in a moment like that which is really really hard to do without Mm -hmm. some some help and another person yeah um What's really great is you guys are always sort of feeding each other lines like that. Yeah, and we kind of really push each other and challenge each other. I just finished doing a scene with Columbus Short where I sort of kept screaming at him to get him into the zone. Um, and in character, you know, not screaming at him, Carrie to Columbus, but screaming at him, Olivia to Harrison. Sure. And um, and we do. We If we can be there for each other on the phone or in the room doing off-camera, we do. I mean, we really... 
we want to support each other. And that day, I, I remember turning to Tony and saying, I'm really nervous about the laughter. And he said, oh, thank God you said that. I'm really <laughs> nervous, too. Like, how do we help each other? Um, and the great thing about working with Tony also is that he's a fantastic director. Oh, so right. yeah, it's sure. really fun to do scenes with him because the feedback is really smart. And he he's not afraid to take risks because he has to do that all the time, push actors to do things differently. What's great, too, is because you guys have such a natural chemistry. I mean, weirdly enough, because we cast both of you with either, neither of you had ever met each other, right? We had really? met, but we'd never acted together. Right. Ironically, we'd worked together with this organization called the Creative Coalition, which is a political That's organization. Right. Right. So we had met, like, walking through the halls of the Senate to beg for arts funding, <laughs> but we'd never actually acted together. <laughs> That's a nice kind of romantic setting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that it's D.C. It's you know, so we, D.C. The only yeah. context we knew each other was Washington. That's so... Strangely. So funny. Well, we had this experience cast where we had cast you mm -hmm. and we were in the process of trying to find uh, Fitzgerald. How and in the world do you cast a president? Well, and that was the thing, which was, it was super challenging, yeah. obviously, because it was incredibly challenging to cast Olivia Pope in theory, and then you walked in and it became incredibly easy <laughs> to actually cast Olivia Pope because Aww. it was, you know, one of those things where you think, oh my God, she actually... She can give bad news, but you still feel okay she's there, mm. which is a huge, mm. huge part of it. Mm -hmm. And for a president, you really have to feel like the guy is smart enough, he's sharp enough, mm -hmm. he's sensitive enough, he's the leader of the free world yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, he's know? fearless, he's, yeah. And Tony became available, and we've worked with Tony as a director before. We actually, mm. I believe, hired him for something like the second or third episode of Grey's Anatomy. Ever. And then we also hired him for an episode of private practice, one of which was actually called Scandal. No. But I, th I believe, I, I have to go That's back and check, but it had crazy. Scandal the title, but he literally was one of those things where we got him, we were so excited, and we never put the two of you really in a room together mm -hmm. before. And we did this, um, it was a test for hair and makeup right. and wardrobe. Right. And the two of you started talking, and it was one of those things <laughs> where, you know, sometimes the light shines and luck <laughs> moves beautifully, and the two of you looked at each other, and Shonda and I looked at each other, and we just went, oh, my God, you're so hot. <laughs> and we must have done that for maybe 10 minutes, where we just sat there going, oh, Dad, have change your clothes. They'll be hot again. So it's just like this weird haughty hotness of hotness that was so awesome. And it's great when it works that way. Yeah, you know, yeah. We, we've had situations sometimes where it doesn't necessarily. Right, but this right. was this was great, and you guys, there is such a palpable energy with these two characters that yeah. you really feel like, you know, he's the leader of the free world. Yeah. It's not going to be a conflict which is just going to resolve itself very right. easily. Right, right. No, I love that, too, because I feel like season one was so much about the fantasy that maybe they could just easily ride off into the sunset and everything will be happily ever after. And then at the end of season one, you realize it's not going to be that easy, but it's also not over. And so what do we do? You know, I mean, you really are faced with the reality of what's at stake here. And two people who are really trying, trying to do the right thing. Totally. And I think also with this season, we're just starting to get glimpses of this other thing, which clearly mm -hmm. Olivia and Huck have been mm -hmm. part of for a little while, yeah. which we know now involved um, a fair amount to do with poor Quinn Perkins' situation. Yeah. And we're now starting to suspect is a little bit deeper and wider. Yeah, I mean, I, and we're still discovering it. I, I mean, it's very... Um, 
I keep getting freaked out and, and calling Shonda and saying, do I, I still wear the white hat, right? I still, <laughs> I have the white hat, right? Because we all, you know, so I'm, I'm really, I trust these writers so, so very much. Um, but we are on an adventure. We are in a stage of discovery. And every week we're kind of chomping at the bit to learn more about who is Quinn Perkins and and not just who but the why and the how and the when and the yeah, all of that all of that and I think actually a lot of us have a a secret favorite thing and I don't think it's even a secret but you and Huck mm-hmm. actually have almost as good chemistry as you and the president and mm. it's the the scenes between Olivia and Huck are especially because after episode one we realized there's this there's this amazing connection they have, yeah. which is, it goes beyond, you know, what we think, which is Olivia desperately trying to keep Huck from doing those things that make Huck crazy. Right. And Huck struggling with the fact that there are those things that he did that, you know, he did to protect her in right, season right. one. But there's this whole other trust and sort of depth which is mm-hmm. coming out, which is just fabulous to watch. And it's so unique. I mean, I... One of the things I love about playing Olivia is that she really compartmentalizes her relationships. And so each relationship with every person on the show is so different. I have such a completely different dynamic with every other character and with every other actor. And it's really fun because we get to kind of craft these private worlds where this character knows Olivia in this way and this other character knows this about her. And I love that. I think it's also, you know, it's fun because all of the actors on the show, I'm constantly overwhelmed and inspired by the level of talent on this show. I mean, I just feel like it's this must be what it feels like to be on a championship basketball team, you know, where you just know you're, you all have the same goal, you know you can pass the ball, you trust everybody's going to be in their role and help each other and take each other to the championship. And, you know, I, I just... I love that with each of these actors, I get to kind of honor their own acting styles and what they're bringing to the character and have it be its own little world. Well, I mean, what's cool about the character is, you know, as an actress, that certainly must be the case. And as the character, a lot of what your job is and a lot of Olivia's job is the ability to transform who she is Mm -hmm. with who she's with. Yeah. She keeps the same goals and objectives, but I think... Her methodology with each person changes, which is mm-hmm. why it's fascinating to watch her navigate and negotiate her way around two secret servicemen. Right. Versus the president. Versus Cyrus. Yeah. Versus, versus Abby. Versus parents who are missing a child. Right. Versus, a yeah. A co-worker who's yeah. being particularly stroppy mm-hmm. about something. Mm-hmm. And there's always a sense that Olivia's in charge, but the energy and the way she achieves what she achieves is different in each case, which yeah. is also just incredibly fun and engaging to watch and you don't see that often on TV it's true you know and I think you bring this amazing kind of flexibility and depth and sensitivity to the role Mm -hmm. which allows that kind of movement which is really it's rare and it makes what's great is when we're sitting and watching cuts because the great thing about my job is um, I actually do very little functional in terms (laughs) of these things I don't act I don't write but I get to enjoy and then I get to like work on the the product and what's great about watching these, these episodes is you get more excited as you go because every scene is really, really entertaining and wonderful because mm-hmm. everyone's really good and everyone's playing their A game, as you said. Totally. Do you ever find that you're controlling and managing and dealing with stuff all day long in this role? How do you drop it at home? Like, do you, do you go through a special machine? 
are you enough like this that you can like you just like, it's sort of like you know the airport if you could walk through yeah. a scanner and you come out I mean for me to be honest a lot of it has to do with the clothes I feel like that ritual at the end of the day of getting out of her clothes and putting my clothes on stepping out of her shoes and mm-hmm. putting my shoes on those little rituals are really important to get centered back into myself um, and uh, you know, I have a great therapist. <laughs> <laughs> that so makes two of us. Things. <laughs> and, um, Different therapists. That's but... important. Um, yeah, it's a lot. I also, I was reading this great article in Vanity Fair about Obama and about kind of oh, yeah. his, yeah. yeah. I read that. It's a fantastic article. It's a really good and article. I, I realized that there's something that he does that I've started doing since working on the show, which is that I have narrowed down my choices in life because I make so many choices you know, in a 17-hour day at work about her, that in my own life, I kind of do wear the same thing every day and eat the same thing every day. And, you know, unless it's the weekend, I'm very predictable in my daily choices so that I'm kind of free to make lots of choices as Olivia. That's an incredibly smart approach and a really interesting way of looking at it. And I, it's interesting you say that because I've realized in the past few years, my poor husband, who's long-suffering, and God bless him, (laughs) has to live with me, which is, oh, he should be getting a separate salary from the government just for taking me off other people's hands. But he once complained, and he said, he didn't complain, he's much nicer than that. He, over the weekend, he was sort of like, wow, you do the same thing every weekend. You come mm-hmm. home, and you have these absolute routines that you stick to. And I actually think, to a large degree, it's because all day long, we're making decisions Constantly. and choices. And in a strange way, you're passive because mm-hmm. stuff is being thrown at you. That's right. Scripts being thrown, whatever it is. So these weird little rituals and things on the weekend or on your off time to be able to wear the same clothes, to be able to yeah. eat the same stuff, is the kind of way you keep in touch with who you are? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because at work, there's never a moment that you can't not respond. You have to always be responding. Exactly. You're passive, things are thrown at you, and then you have to make a decision, you have to respond even if the response is, I don't have an opinion. You're, just, you're always responding. So at home, it's nice to just be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And kind of exercise yeah. your your actual right in mm-hmm. this country of the United States of America to wear sweatpants. <laughs> that is correct. If you would like to. That is correct. The whole weekend. <laughs> and have the exact same shopping list at Whole Foods every single By the weekend. way, so do I. <laughs> I go Sunday at 4 o'clock, and it's exactly the same food. Same, and same it's cart. so sad. They could do it for me. They, they could. could throw it all in the cart And I know me. all the dudes, because it's totally. the same time of day. And they, re- they get excited when something I like is on sale. They're like, <laughs> hey, that thing you always get. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like, because one thing that I know you like is cut up fruit. Like we talk, because yeah. she's, um, Carrie likes cut up pineapples and different kinds of fruit. And I literally yesterday bought the Carrie Washington support tray of cut up fruit at Whole Foods. And I looked at my husband and I said later, I was like, look, I'm like desperately channeling Olivia Pope or Carrie or somebody. Huge, huge tub of like. Different kinds of, and the guys now see me coming, and they're like, hey, hey, pineapple? we just cut it. It's looking really good. <laughs> I want to share with the listeners that, that the reason you know that about me is because of that day that we were all at Shonda's house, and there was all that beautiful food laid oh, out, yeah. and I was a nervous wreck because we were watching all of the episodes, and so I sat in a corner and rocked myself and ate pineapple she for did. like four hours. She did, which <laughs> made me think, and she also made it look really good. I was going to say, she was a nervous wreck. But she made the pineapple look really good. And I never liked pineapple until I saw Carrie eat pineapple. And then I was like, oh, for God's sakes, pineapple is just awesome now. That was that we we had the cast over to Shonda's to watch 
the episodes mm-hmm. because you hadn't seen the episodes yeah. last season before we aired. And God bless all of them. They were all super into it, as they always are, and very, very positive. But Carrie, you know, who, <laughs> if you think about a couple of those episodes, it's it's relatively <sighs> revealing. Yeah. Was incredibly generous and lovely and gracious and sat very calmly, seemingly in the back, eating her pineapple, watching these episodes, having a nervous um, breakdown, <laughs> and could, was 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 lovely and stayed put. And at one point, I remember turning to you and saying, "You can leave if you want to." I was so miserable. She was like, it's "No, it's okay. Hard. I can do it. It's it, it, it's, it's hard. hard. It's hard to watch yourself. Isn't I think it? it is. I think it is because we see all the oh, I should have done that. Or I should have done. I should have said this. Right? You know." I don't really see something I've been in until I watch it maybe the third time. Mm-hmm. Then I actually can see it because I'm done, you know, breaking it apart into tiny little pieces that nobody else is noticing. Yeah, it's. I think it's an exhausting idea that you, in a weird way you have to relive the whole experience again. Yeah, I think that's part of it, too, is that when I'm really in the zone as an actor, I've kind of disappeared into her. Yeah. And so then when I go back and watch it, it's this very strange out-of-body experience because I kind of remember being there, but it wasn't really me that was there. It was this other person. Yeah. Yeah. How do you reconcile that? It's very, it's very out-of-body. It's it's incredibly out of body, and I always look at when actors have to watch themselves, and some actors never do. Like, I've got a couple of actors that I work with who I think have rarely seen their work Mm -hmm. just because the level, the flip-out level, Mm -hmm. and they really want, especially for a series, you know, part of the key here is you want to be able to stay in character as you keep working, and you have to come back to work on it. It's not like a movie where you're done done and finished, and you have to process it in some way. They want that character to continue to be accessible to them, right. but they can't otherwise. Right, right. So it gets kind of hard. Yeah. It's fun, I think, because our show's still so new that we're we're still learning so much about who we are. I feel like the writers are still learning who we are. Uh, yeah. We're still learning. The directors, everybody's on this real learning curve with with each other. And I think what's fun for the writers right now, too, is, and you guys will see it very shortly, there are going to be a couple of interesting combinations of people that you don't necessarily mm-hmm. see coming yeah and yeah one of the fun things when you're a writer is eyeing two characters on a show and saying oh those two need to be doing more together mm-hmm. we never put two and two together mm-hmm. but that's and it's very often with the writing that's it comes out of what you guys do mm. and literally just capitalizing on what it is you're giving them which yeah. is it's just incredibly fun to watch oh, incredibly fun to watch so great well, next week, actually, everything gets even more involved. That's think, correct. With, uh, with um, Pope and Associates and with Huck and with Olivia and with um, an episode that is about really one of the biggest scandals, potentially national scandals, yep. that will ever hit Pope and Associates. I think so, yeah. And I think next week's episode is going to be a real test for both Olivia and Huck in a different way, and the the other folks there. It's it's an amazing episode. There's a lot of twists and turns. A There's lot of unexpected stuff, and it also it that episode really transformed us as people because it really shifts your perspective on how the world works. Oh yeah, in a big way. I mean, without a doubt, like just incredibly. It's potentially very upsetting. So. Very, very. <laughs> and there are um, aspects to your relationship with the president next week, too, which I think everybody's really, really going to want to see. It's, 
it's an incredibly ep- great episode. And um, so what we're hoping is that you actually tune in um, next week to watch Scandal. That's 10 o'clock on Thursday nights on ABC. And actually right before it is Grey's Anatomy, which we also like. It isn't Scandal, love. but it's also a lovely show yeah. with some fine actors. And you can watch some excellent doctoring. And then <laughs> early in the week, if you're thinking about, oh, I don't know, shrinks or babies or doctoring, you can also watch <laughs> Private Practice. That's on Tuesday at 10 o'clock all on ABC, but for the most part, because we're here with Scandal, watch Scandal, because this is Scandal Revealed. This has been Kerry Washington, the lovely Libby Pope, and this is Betsy Beers, and I will see you, or hear you, or talk to you, or do something with either my mouth, or my ears, or my eyeballs (laughs) next week. Thank you for tuning in, you guys. We so appreciate it. Yay. Talk to you soon.